Come on. If you're sitting comfortably, let's kick this off. Hey there, fellow nerds and nerdwells. I'm AJ, and welcome back to the Adventurous Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fuck nuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. But this week, we're going to have a very special one-shot. We're going to go way back to the good old days of Hanash and rejoin a young Hanash for a third slice of action. But before we get into that, however you've got your hands on this podcast episode, please remember it is not suitable for little ears. What follows is mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion, as always, is advised. All right. For anyone who's managed to make it this far into listening to the podcast and who has no fucking idea who they're listening to, let me just give some quick introductions. Playing young Hanash, we have Chris Rag, owner of the sexiest cable net jumper in all of uh, fantasy. How are you doing, sir? Hello, everyone. I am doing wonderfully. Thank you very much. And of course, playing Stitch Wellow Tip. If you have, if you are joining us, go back and listen to the first two parts of this. You can probably listen to these completely separate, but you'll have more fun finding out about the characters if you go back to the beginning of Young Hanash Part 1, which is somewhere down the podcast, and uh, you can find out about our next character, Stitch Willowtip, played by the versatile vocal artist himself, Mr. Chris Neal. How are you doing, sir? Hello, my precious blueberries. I'm doing very well, thank you. So basically, for anyone who doesn't know, this universe, this set of one-shots is set in the fictitious city of Nutbush, which is where Hanash, when he was a younger half-orc, was a beat cop. And we've had various adventures with him. So we pick up this one-shot several months later during the Festival of Midwinter. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Festival of Midwinter happens midwinter and is one of the most favourite fantasy festivals and holidays of all time. And we're going to start our adventure, as all festive adventures should, with a close-up zoom-in on some mistletoe as the camera slowly pans out as we pan over the out of the mistletoe with a soft focus onto the heads of Stitch Willowtip and Hanash Smith, who are both looking incredibly bored. Now, this being midwinter, everybody is out it's the it's midwinter's eve it is the day before the hallowed festival when people will be feasting and celebrating and sharing and merriment and presents but you two clowns have been busted down a peg for your antics in the quayside and commissioner jonesy in a bid to get you to attempt to quit your jobs has put you on babysitting duty now for those who don't know one of the things that happens during the midwinter festival It's a time of peace and accord where people come and try and mend broken alliances. And in the spirit of this, you find yourself uh, in the All Saints Cathedral, where there is currently an assembly going on between the Far Northern Dwarfs and the Holy Order of the Aspereth Elves, who have come to try and bury the battle axe and find a peace, as you have been left babysitting a visiting dignitary for the elves, who is called Edith Svambarter. Now, Edith is ancient. She is one of the oldest elves you've ever seen. She has one foot in the grave, and you two must babysit her. Whatever she wants, she must get. 
That is your role. You've been taken from highly prestigious police officers and just put on babysitting duty. As you sit up in one of the high gantries in the back of the cathedral, looking down, far down the nave, you see at the front a musty-looking dwarf with a plaited beard, giving possibly the 20th minute of an incredibly boring speech to a gathered congregation of elves and dwarfs as you uh, almost feel your eyes drooping at the warmth looking around the inside of the cathedral there's a smokiness in the air from all the tallow candles as you hear a warm wet farting noise behind you as you turn to look at your um, your how would you describe it? Uh, the person you're trying to babysit. As you look around and, 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 and have a look at Edith, who has just nodded off. Edith is asleep on the pew behind you. You hear a little snore coming out of her elven mouth. As Tatty, you discern that possibly the, the dwarf is starting to bring his speech to an end. And in in the, in thinking about all these people, you know, coming together and bearing the hatchet. I'm sorry I busted with your wife again. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was fucking coming and it still didn't help I knew uh, you were going to fucking do that I know I know this might be awkward the, 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 the day before Christmas when she makes you a spit roast but uh, don't worry I won't be there Stitch's, Stitch's eyes do that thing where they're like you only just heard him like halfway through the sentence and he's just like what? oh yes yes my wife yes I remember she was a beauty she died many years ago. Who have I been? Who have I been fucking? I don't know, but if she wants to be my wife, you need to give her my number. As you see uh, on the row in front of you, in the high gallery where you're sitting, in the row in front of you, you see an elf turn around with a with a sort of shit eating look on his face, like he wants you to be quiet. He he stops just short of shushing you. I uh, I stare at him with the ferocity of ten thousand suns. He gets the hint. Further down the front, you see the 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 old dwarf at the lectern uh, slam the book that he was reading out of together as the dust rises up of it as he says, Right, that'll do for now. Let us have a break in the assembly. We will gather back here in 20 minutes. Go gather your thoughts. Think of what I have said and come back with your decision in 20 minutes. But for now... Go take a toilet break. As you hear the voice of Edith behind you, who's woken up with the slamming of the book, which echoes around the inside of the musty cathedral, Edith wakes up behind you as she's like, <coughs> and she, she sits up and there's just like warm dribble down one side of her face as she mops it on the side of her, her robe as she says, What did I miss? Oh, hello, my dear. Uh, the the gentleman who was reading from the the book for a very long time uh, just said that you're going to take a twenty minute break and then reconvene to continue. Marvelous. Could we go and get a bite to eat, perhaps? The markets outside the cathedral are delightful this time of year. Yes, of course, madam. Uh, Mr. Mr. Smith and I will, will accompany you. <sighs> Those will kill you. Yeah. She looks at you old. smoking a cigarette, and she's like, do you know the secret to being as old as I am, Anash? 
Go on. Don't die. The best way of not dying is not smoking those little sticks of death that you put in the front of your mouth. I'm just counting down the days. I do that thing where I like a shake, shake it, and just one pops up. And I put it again in my mouth, and <laughs> oh, it's light again. What a trope! Yes. So you bang the pack, and a cigarette shoots out. Mm-hmm. So you put it back in your mouth. He's like, "Oh, to be young! Oh, to be young! Come, let us get a bite to eat. Humor an old elf, would you? Come on!" As you make your way out the back, everyone's got the same idea. It's a bit like the 89th minute of a football match where everyone fucks off to the car park so they don't join the queues. Uh, You all make your way out the back as you make your way down a circular staircase and out the back of the cathedral, you are met by the Midwinter's Market. All around the All Saints Cathedral is the beautiful Midwinter's Market, which is full of tiny little stalls, each of which selling different wares. Some of them trying to sell last-minute gifts to um, people who have forgotten gifts for loved ones, cousins and uncles. There's always one cousin or uncle or niece or nephew that you've forgotten a gift for. As you see little little stalls selling little dolls and trinkets and little magical imbued baubles and other stalls you see have a whole variety of meats and cheeses um, and all sorts of different foods. And you see another stall selling piping hot mead, mulled mead. You see, as uh, Edith waddles out the doors of the church and just stands on the steps. Sorry, it's cathedral, not church. Waddles out the doors of the cathedral and stands on the steps and looks at all the stalls in front of her. As you see, snow is thick and crisp and even all across the floor in the marketplace and across the tops of the stalls are all white with snow. As you see, icicles hanging down from the roof of each of the stalls. As Edith is like, Oh, this time of year is so majestic. Guess you're going to get a salad, eh? Because <laughs> 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 I blow like, her face. <laughs> you blow acrid smoke in her face as she's like... <coughs> <laughs> Listen, your job is to, to look after me. Don't poison me with your death sticks. My job is to keep you alive for the next 24 hours, actually. So let's crack on, shall we? Well, aren't you a delight? Aren't you a delight? Um, as she goes to walk down the steps, they're a little bit icy um, as she has to make a dexterity saving throw. She gets a seven. You see her slip and turn as she starts to fall on the top step at the top of the cathedral stairs on a patch can I of ice. Yeah, can, can one of us intervene? I wish go, to, I'm going to gently catch her. Okay. Um, you may also make me a... Oof, hang on. What are you going to make me? Um, athletics, I'd say. Yeah, it feels like athletics to me. Either make me a survival check. See if you made me a survival check. This is her survival as much as yours, but it's someone's survival. Oh, well, it's in my regardless. I got a five. Five? And I try and, I try and use Mage Hand to, to, like, grab her hand and stop her. Absolutely. Pull. Yeah, cool. We're only five minutes into this one shot. Let's try and prevent an easily preventable death. Let's see whether we can save the main protagonist five minutes into the one shot as you get your Mage Hand out. 
yeah, I'm just going to like try and like grab her hand to like stop her from like hitting the floor properly and like hitting her head or something. And just be like, oh, sorry, my dear. Um, so as she slips, you hear her go, oh, and she goes, Hanash goes to reach out his right hand, realises he's got a cigarette in it, has to juggle it into his left hand. But in that microsecond of pissing about with his cigarette, she's just slipped out of his grasp. As she falls backwards, just as she's about to bounce her cranium off the hard stone floor of the stairs, a purple mage hand apparates underneath her and catches her in a cushioned landing. And she's like, oh, my hero. You little goblin. Uh, I'm just Thank like I'm using one hand to like do the mage hand like um, incantation with my hand, uh, and in the other hand I've just got a little hip flask out and I'm just drinking, just drinking a little bit. Just oh, oh, oh in, in a minute, Fucking my amazing. I'll come and get you. I go to look like I'm about to pick her up and then get my cigarette from the floor, and, <laughs> and, 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 and then I pick her up. <laughs> With the same hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Edith. Poor Edith. As you, you get Edith back on her feet, as you both, you make your way down the bottom of the stairs that lead down to the cathedral into the market proper, as you, you, you're, you see your footprints embedded into the snow. The snow is nice and thick and crisp and even. I'm just singing Good King Wenceslas at this point. There's, there's a nice kind of inch or two of snow as your footprints crunch into it. As you stand with the vista of food stalls and drink stalls in front of you, Edith turns to you and is like, well, we have time for a drink and one good turn deserves another. What can I get you, Goblin? Oh, well, thank you, Edith. The orc gets nothing for being a cunt. <laughs> Can I get you a drink or some food or? Fuck you, ho. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say no to. Thank a God, it's midwinter—the time for togetherness, unity, and accord. But not with orcs. I wouldn't say no to a spot of mead, my 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 friend. Malted mead. Now there's an idea. Warms the heart. What a fair tipple, as. You walk over to the mulled mead stall as you basically see um, it has all the accoutrements of a fancy winter festival stall. It's got barrels of all sorts with the little kind of pegs in the front. Um, as you see, um, there's a really cheesed off looking work experience tabaxi behind there. He's clearly being paid minimum coin to work in the winter market. So he really doesn't look up for it. As she walks up and looks at the barrels, she's like, Oh, mulled mead. Um, cinnamon, ginger, or amaretto? What would you like? Ooh, I think I'll, I think I'll take a little tipple of the amaretto if, uh, if, if the lady doesn't mind. As she looks over at you, gives you a cheeky little wink, looks at the, the festive stall and is like, I'll have two marks of amaretto, mulled mead. As the, the little tabaxi, like, just, couldn't give two shits, basically pours you out two foaming mugs of mulled mead and then goes back to reading a book underneath the counter as you stand there sipping. Now, it's lovely warmed mulled mead and you see steam coming off it in the winter night's air. Uh, Hanash, I presume you're just still smoking your foul death stick. I'd like to, um, can I just like do like a bit of like a look around, make sure there's no one like looking yeah, in the absolutely. direction of our yeah. dignitary? 
What would you like? Are you going to investigate you anything you're particularly yeah, interested in? Anything. Well, I just said, like, look around, and I'm not looking for anything in particular. I just want to see if I can notice, like, any, any tension towards us. And I got a natural 20, 23. A natural 20. You look around, you see all sorts of different shops. Uh, You see uh, an orc selling festive battle axes. You see see a pulled pork uh, shop, which is selling little tacos full of dubious meat. You're pretty sure it's not pork, but you're not not going to ask to see his health and, you know, hygiene rating. Um, As you look around, the thing that catches your eye is... A grotto. They've got one of those little, like, Santa's grotto things. Uh, and you see, like, a line of small children waiting to go in, as there seems to be a bit of a kerfuffle coming from inside the grotto. Um, okay. I get out of my gun. Festive <laughs> 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 already. And I, I go up to, uh, to... Jesus Christ. ...to Swillow and the dignitary are like... We're here. I'll be back, and I kind of put my gun up, and I and I kind of do some do some commander rolls, and I <laughs> and I go and like I go to the grotto, and like what seems to be the disturbance, like <laughs> good, a child, <laughs> gun cocked up in the air. So you see um, what you see at the front of the grotto. It's a little kind of wood. It's basically like much grot- all grottos. It's basically a fucking garden shed, but they've done it up so that it looks like a little magical cave. But underneath, you're, you're pretty sure it's just like a sort of B&Q shed. But uh, there's a line of children accompanied with, obviously, parents, all of which are hacked off as they've had to pay over the odds and probably book months in advance so that uh, their little tiddler can sit on the old father's lap. And... Um, and there's, there's again, a really disgruntled kind of student worker who's just sitting on a stool taking gold coin off people so that their children can sit on the all-father's lap. As inside, you just hear, like, moans and gurgles. Moans and gurgles. You hear, like, sort of... <laughs> coming from inside. I say, coming through! What, 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 what area are we in? What's the, what's the town? Oh, no bush. No bush. No bush, PZ! No bush. And then, the way is you I, run in, you have to check your badge. You pull your gun out, you pull your badge to read the precinct. As you're like, no bush, put it back in. You're <laughs> <You're> putting <laughs> a badge in front of you so you can check it. No bush PD. Nude bush. Nude bush PD. Not bush. What I like to think is you've probably got your, your uh, nut bush PD official notebook <laughs> with little nut bush embossed on the front of it with a little nut bush pencil that goes in the top. Uh, yeah. As you bustle your way, you push several small children. Like you push a small gnome child out the way as it just like lies on its ass in the snow, crying. As the mum is like, "Hey!" Uh, as you bustle your way through, you push in through the front of the grotto. It's got those kind of weird beads that you only really see in corner shops and like adult pawn shops where you have to like push through the beads. As yeah. you you make your way through the jangly beads, and you just see this fat. Man dressed as the All Father clearly isn't the All Father as as the All Father as a deity, but there's a fat man dressed as the All Father, who's surrounded by two little children who are crying as he's starting to foam at the mouth. Um, he's got like a green tinted foam coming out of his mouth, uh, and his eyes are starting to bulge and go bloodshot as he's clambering towards the children who are crying, hunkered down in a corner. Um, Hiding behind a um, polystyrene igloo. From my, like, shit polystyrene kind of... 
from my like time as a cop, do I recognize like these like symptoms? Is it like like a like a heroin overdose or like whatever that I kind of know about? Make me a medicine check. A heroin overdose. Fantasy heroin. <laughs> Ooh. Um and I get I get six. Um you stop and you take it all in and you see this kind of jolly fat man. Uh, he's got green foam licking down the front of his beard and dripping into the front of his outfit. As you see the children, completely dispassionately, you just stop and you get out your notebook and you just start flicking through old notes as you hear these two children who are like, <laughs> um, I'm going to go home. The, the 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 man is like as you see like um one of his eyes pops like they're bulging like just oh a- aqueous humor just starts dripping down the front of his face as he he grabs one of the children by the scruff of the neck uh, and tries okay. to lift him out from behind the cover i i take my like hand i like put it on his neck i like hit his neck with it to try and get him like to kind of drop the child okay uh, I mean, I guess you might as well make me an unarmed attack at that point. Sure. Fuck off. Ten. Ten. As you go to throat punch him with the butt of your pistol, it just your your the butt of your pistol just crunches down into his windpipe. But he doesn't seem to really give a shit. He seems to be on one mission, which is to eat children. Uh, can I get back up and? Try and restrain him. He picks up the child and he opens his mouth as if he's going to like try and eat the child. As you see, like green foam just vomiting out the front of his mouth. Uh, can I? At this point, you hear other screams and Tatty. Not Tatty. Knew it was only going to be a matter of time before I did that. Willow, you hear other screams coming from around the market now. As Edith is like, oh, well, this is most unfestive. If if you would if you would uh, be so good, my dear, would you mind accompanying me as I go and attempt to track down my partner? I think he may have got himself into a spot of bother. Yes, why not? Maybe we could get some of that lovely pulled pork as well. My treat. I would. I the the fruit sounds good, but the pulled pork is not what you think in this town. I'm afraid, my dear. Maybe best to steer clear, unless you unless you. Unless I remember one time your bowels. I remember one time going for tapas and I found a rat's claw in my tapas. But you know, times are different. Uh, times are some, hard. Some right. Come on then. Good luck. Yes. Right. As you go and you potter away with Edith. Hanash, what are you doing? As um uh, I go to like do like the roll where I roll his legs to try and knock him down. The classic Brooklyn nine nine high stakes roll. Okay, okay. Uh, maybe an athletics check at this point. Fuck yeah. Yeah, 25. 25. Uh, he picks the child up and you see his mouth opens up. He's about to bite into the child. Uh, as you roll, slam his legs out from underneath him. As the old father's legs spin up in the air, he slams into the deck. The wind knocked out of him as the child skitters off. Um, as you stand over the kind of like warbling... This 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 man is out of control. He's warbling and thrashing around on the floor as you've smashed the legs out from underneath him. Okay. You hear more screams coming from outside. I'm going to try and... Can I attack again? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I want to try and cut one of his legs off so he like struggles for you so they get away. <laughs> you need to blow his leg off with your gun. Wow! Standard I'm, I'm, police procedure. Right. What, what are you using? Sword. I'm using my short sword. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, if you're specifically aiming for a point on, he's prone on the ground, so you're going to have disadvantage. I thought it was. I thought in me, if it was. Um, in melee, that if uh, they were prone... Oh, it's in melee, isn't he? He's not in uh, yeah, range. It's, it's, Good it's point. Go on, have at it. Uh, I get 18 to hit. 18. As you take your short sword out, you look at it as it has uh, Nutbush PD embossed on it uh, with your serial number. Uh, you have to log every kill with this sword. As you spin it around, reverse the pommel and slam it through the front of the kneecap, of uh, the fancy dress Allfather, as you see the bone and and like sinew and muscle crunch, he's not even registering a scream. He's just thrashing around on the floor as you clearly like shatter his kneecap. Um, Is there any like rope, rope or string or any like tinsel around? Uh, as you as you look around, uh, yeah, indeed, there's lots of festive. You see the Allfather. The old father had a sack of presents, and in it, it's got like a rope kind of to tie the sack together. And is there like a post that I could tie him to nearby? Uh, there's a wooden chair. He was sitting on a sort of like makeshift throne that the kids were coming to sit on his lap. And that's like, that's kind of in the ground. If I tie him up to that, he's not just going to yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. loose with the yeah. chair. Him. Yeah. Okay. So, like, now he, he's, he's thrashing around on the floor a bit, but you've shattered his knees, crawling around. He's now trying to crawl on his stomach across the floor to the exit. So I'm going to kind of get, like, throw the, kind of get two sides of the rope and kind of throw it over him, and then I'm going to get a back up to the chair and try to tie him up. Okay. Um, as he's thrashing around, maybe an athletics check. Hell yeah. Uh, 16. 16. Uh, he tried to oppose you. He got a natural 20. As you go to tie oh. him to the chair, um, you wrap it round one wrist as he slams up with his other wrist and grabs you round the neck, as you see both of his eyes have now popped and there's just gore dripping down the front of his face and green foam as he goes to throttle you. Um, he's trying to choke you. Despite the fact that he appears to be rapidly decomposing, uh, he's now got you in a chokehold. Uh, he's trying to okay. restrain you. So I, I'm going to like kind of try and like shove my like sword like, through his throat. <laughs> Go on, then. Right. Uh, maybe an attack. 17 to hit. 17 definitely hits a fat man in a felt costume. Um, as in desperation, you pull out your police sword and you, you take the sharp edge of it and jam it up in underneath his throat. You grab the other part of the blade and just pull up as you feel it crunch up through the bottom of his neck and into his windpipe as the gurgling stops and green fluid just flows down the front of his outfit as he slumps forward inanimately and you breathe a sigh of relief as you hear a little voice behind you. (laughs) As you hear a little voice behind you, one of the little children is like, oh my God, you killed the old father. Is midwinter cancelled? I'm the old father now. (laughs) (laughs) Sis Charles like, (laughs) mommy! As he goes running out of the little grotto. I don't give a shit if the shadow's a nightmare. I almost died. Yeah. Oh, bitch. Uh, I guess me and me and Edith will walk in at this point, and uh, I'll just be like, "Oh, you get into a little bit of bother there, my friend." 
Yeah. It happened again. <laughs> I killed Santa. <laughs> I killed Santa again. Every year. The old father met my blade, as, <laughs> as is customary. As he likes to do. Um, as Edith walks in, she's like, Oh, well, this is unfortunate. He doesn't look well. And she walks up to him and, like, puts her little finger into the green foam on the front of him and is like, this is not of natural cause. I smell foul play afoot. Can I, um, can I do some kind of medicine check on the, on the body to see if I can... I mean, I know what killed him. I, think <laughs> yeah, I guess that's pretty obvious when I'm Can I just see if I can find out what's going on, like what turned this guy weird? Yep, absolutely. Um, you make me hmm, an investigation check. Oh, natural twenty! <laughs> natural twenty. You first of all, you look up at the crushed windpipe, and you work out that Hanash is done for that. And then you look at the, the his ocular cavities, which are both burst as the kind of vitreous and aqueous humor from his eyeballs have dripped down the front of his face. And then uh, you look in the old father's sack uh, and you just see it's full of cheap-ass presents for children that people have massively overpaid for. Um, and then you look at the green foam that is flecked down the front of his beard and, and chest. As you look in it, it has bits of food in it. As you pull out a French fry from the foam and you look around, and with a natural 20, was it? Mm-hmm. You got a natural 20? Yeah. So for a natural 20, you look round the back of the throne and you see a load of fast food kind of rubbish. And you can see that for his lunch, he had a bunch of loaded fries and he'd been, uh, he'd basically had a set of uh, loaded fries from one of the stalls, which are half eaten. As you see, the other half has some sort of like white mushroom sauce on it. Mm. He had a creamy mushroom sauce on top of his loaded fries. Another casualty at the doorstep of mayonnaise. <laughs> uh, I guess looking at the looking at the loaded fries, do I know from this like particular market who sells loaded fries on that Nat Twenty? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say you'd particularly know, but it shouldn't be that hard. There's only about twenty or thirty stalls, so tracking down someone who vends loaded fries. Um, is there still commotion happening outside? Can we hear anything? Yeah, you can hear like other commotion going on outside. As Edith walks over and just pushes a dagger into the loaded fries and points on the end of it, there's a funky looking mushroom on the end of her dagger. And she's like, well, poisoning is afoot. This is a toadstool of ill intent. Hmm, yes. Who the fuck would put mushrooms on loaded fries. I think we're dealing with some kind of psychopath. Maybe a Canadian. (laughs) 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 Great. I mean, none of our patrons are Canadians and probably never will be. Yeah, I love this. I love this. (laughs) The other side of the pond. First poutine, now mushrooms. It's got to be fucking... It's got to be Canada. Having a go at poutine (laughs) is the food of the gods. Um, I say, I, I think perhaps we should. I think perhaps we should. We should. We should uh, take what has happened here 
Uh, uh, do it to other people. <laughs> and we should see what's going on outside. I believe there's some kind of commotion or noise going on. With me, my friends. With haste. I'll just, like, do my little old man waddle and, like, start pushing people out of the way as so we can get outside. You burst out the front of the grotto as you see lots of impatient parents and children still waiting to go in as the mum at the front of the queue with two little uh, gnome children is like, Dear God, will it be long? We paid five gold pieces to get in there. What is holding up the old father? I'm afraid, madam, that disaster is afoot. Someone has poisoned the old father, and I believe you won't be seeing him today. As all the children in the queue just start crying, You've you've ruined midwinter for all of the children. There's just a a whole line of children who've just heard that the the all father has been poisoned and will no longer be able to bring them their presents. There's just yes, banks children. of little gnomes, yes. elves, dwarves. But remember, learn from the all father's mistake. Never eat mushrooms. Mm. There's a lot of quizzical children. Just the tears still wet on their cheeks looking at you confused as you hear a groan and a moan from one side as you turn and you see a crowd of people gathered around somebody is this still inside the grotto or is it outside no 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 this is in in the market proper okay you're, you're still like 20 feet away from the steps of the cathedral where the the assembly is going on yeah um i um i guess i i look up at what's happening and i turn to hanash with that like dramatic look again and i'm like Hanash, we must, we must, we must check. We must away. Cannibal! <laughs> and then, and my friend all, all out towards the, <laughs> towards the danger. Cannibal. As you slip and slide on the ice, Edith is waddling behind you with a sort of gammy leg. She's like, wait for me, wait for me. Mold, mold mead always goes straight to my bladder. I need a piss. Um, <laughs> as you, Hanash, leave Stitch with Edith catching up with you, as you burst to the edge of the crowd of people who are all gathered around, as you push your way through claiming official police business, you see a body prone on the ground and a man. Uh, it's the body of of a um, young man and his brains have been dashed out onto the cobbles, but there's green foam all the way around him. Uh, somebody has beaten him to death with a pan. Um, one of the, the stall holders has had to improvise and taken a pan and just skull-beaten um, somebody to death with it. As this shocked-looking food vendor, still holding the pan and shaking hands, is like, he just went mental. I don't know what happened. Green shit started pouring out of him and he went mental. I had no choice. I had to protect the little ones. Oh, shit. Am I a murderer? As he drops the pan. I put like, my like hands on his shoulders like, don't worry, you did what you had to do. You'll go manslaughter most, 10 to 15 years. Don't, don't even worry about him. <laughs> 10 to 15 years? <laughs> that bedside manner. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm I'm fucking with you. you, you you're all right, pal. You, you, you're not going anywhere. You did you did good here. You did real good. Oh, thank you. <sighs> he just went mental. 
He went mental and he started threatening the he started threatening people and then he got all grisly and his eye popped and then green shit started coming out. I had no choice. I had to beat him to death with this pan. Can I see if I can recognise this guy? Is this one of the is this one of the guys that was in the like delegation in the church? The the guy who's on the floor. Yeah, the guy who's on the floor. Uh, the guy who's on the floor is just a the, the the delegation in the assembly within the All Saints Cathedral was mostly made up of uh, dwarfs from the Dwarves far northern uh, yeah. clan and uh, elves from the Holy Order of Aspereth, uh, and this is a human. Okay. Um, so probably not. There are other people uh, in and amongst the elves and the dwarfs are translators and admin people. Uh, chaperones, etc. But there's nothing from first glance that would make you think that he's part of the assembly. I'm starting to think we should clear this area because there's going to be more people like this and we kind of should probably disperse. I think we should either either get everyone to fully disperse from the market or we should get everyone into like the church or the cathedral, sorry. I feel like getting everyone into the cathedral could be a way of like... Uh, basically getting anyone that's infected to attack everyone, though. Yeah, it does very much feel like Dawn of the Dead, though we're I'm, recreating if we go... I'm <laughs> loving it. If this, is, if this is what the festive spirit is, if the festive spirit is zombie movie, I'm well in. Christmas is uncancelled. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, we, I think you're right. I think we need to get people to start dispersing. But also... It could. It will. It will only spread the problem around the city if we like send people, send people away. Mm, tricky. Edith says, "Well, well, well." As she pulls out a dagger again, she's like the same shroom of ill intent. As she's like picking through um, food stuff which is on the floor around him, she's like loaded fries with wild. Toadstools. The plot thickens. Maybe we should find find the fry place first, and then we can stop people getting sick. Yeah. Is there a is there a way? I know that we've joked about this before. Is there a way for us to call this into the precinct? Do we have like sending stones or something like that that we can like call this into the to Nutbush PD, get them to send some backup? Um, Hanash looks down, and he's got his official Nutbush. Um, please whistle. As you hear another whistle from the other side of the market. As you hear another whistle. As everyone starts whistling in festival. Uh, you hear the, you hear, you hear the calls gone out. Um, as you look down in your notebook, you see that there's standard whistles for different thing. So, um, for a cat stuck in a tree, it's kind of like... <laughs> or Flip for, through the A to Z list to where it says zombie attack. <laughs> As you look down for... Um, uh, you look down, public disorder is probably the closest that you can find. As as it's like... Um, uh, <laughs> As you, you blast out like several like warbles on the whistle which go out into the ether and you're like, well, that'll have to do. That's as good as Nutbush Police Station has got it at the moment. Uh, they, haven't reached, they haven't reached 5G yet. Edith at this point is like, I'm busting for a piss. I'm just going to go to the toilet over there. As you see, like, standard um, festival toilets. As with that, with that little wooden lean-to with a little crescent moon cut out the door. And she, like, slams herself in. 
and just goes at it. Let's like make sure that we like keep an eye on keep an eye out for Edith. Um and then we'll go find this loaded fries vendor. This fucking this fucking loaded fries and mushroom fucking deviant. Uh, right. Best way to keep Edith safe. Locker in toilet. Lose this. You know, she's a liability. We need to crack this case. And she's Although she is, she is providing resourceful. She is, she resourceful. is. Yeah, if she wasn't, then I would fully agree. I'll just tell her to wait in the cathedral. Um, yeah, let's take her with us. She's, she's As you walk towards it, she comes out the toilet. She's like, ah, festival toilets are the worst. The shit is proud of the toilet seat. It's like a mountain of fecal matter. Yeah, sorry. Because they never fucking clean these things. Yeah, sorry, I went in there first. <laughs> Absolutely painted the bowl. <laughs> Jesus. Right. She's like, we need to make a choice. We are due back in the assembly. The 20 minute recession is over. The recess, even. We're not in a global economic recession. 20 the 20 minute, 20 minute, minute recess recession. will be. <laughs> it's a very quick recession. The economy will perk up very quickly. She's like, the 20 minute recess of the assembly will soon be over. We must make a choice. Well, this is your choice, I guess, milady. Uh, do you want to help? I will happily come with you. I have led a full life. Very boring. I welcome a bit of adventure. Well, I mean, there's also... Uh, it, the, the, it must be considered that maybe maybe someone should stay behind and let the, let the, uh, the, the delegation know what is happening. Um, Edith, if... if if you'd like to be sworn in as an honorary member of the Nutbush Police Department, we could entrust this task to you. Well, would I get a gun? No, I don't have a gun. Heavens no. A baton? Only big, only big boys have guns. <laughs> no, not Cox's gun. It's fire killer warning shots into the crowd. <laughs> As as a crow just splats onto the ground in front of you, you've just shot down a crow. <laughs> as it splats onto the onto the snow in front of you, just twitching. As uh, she's like, yeah. "Look, just all I ask is just keep me safe. It's bloody cold out here. If I get a nip, look these. While we talk, the evil mushroom vendor could be poisoning more people." Yes, which is why we're asking you to make a decision. Would you rather come with us, or would you rather warn the delegation and keep your people safe? I will come with you. I grab it. I grab it by the shoulders and go. God damn it, Edith! We need you to make a decision. I will come with you gladly. I will offer what support I can. Um, I did general studies in 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 mushroom science at college, so I could tell you a thing or two about the wild toadstools. Right then, my friends, we must away to find this loaded fries vendor. Now, I turn around with my hand up in the air, like, like old people do when they're like, when they're like, we must, yes. Uh, both of you make me a investigation check. Sure. Is this where we're like, Q is like speeding around, like, yeah, like Benny Hill. It's not good. I got a six. I do better. 13. Still not great. 13. You look around for ages to no avail, and then you see, um, as part of the midwinter pageantry, 
Um, they all decorate a um, ginormous effigy of, a, of an owl bear. Um, and you see that there's a giant kind of like topiary owl bear, which has all been dressed up with baubles and lights and candles and shit like that. As it just goes onto the ground, as you all turn around, you see it's crushed a man to death. And in his twitching hand, uh, you see some loaded fries with mushrooms on as you look over and you see that he was starting to turn and the crowd could find no way of pacifying him. So they pushed over some of the festive decorations to kill him. And over the top of the festive topiary, you see the loaded fries shack. Uh, I, I turn around and point at it and I go, Hanash! And, and I, I as spin. Edith is like, don't forget me. As you rush off, Edith like hobbles along. She's picked up the frying pan that uh, <laughs> the man beat the the other person. She's like, I can be of use. Yes, come along, Edith. Keep us six into the arms of danger. You make your way to the front of the loaded fries shack, and it's um, it's called Ashati's Loaded Fries. Called what? Ashati's. Loaded fries. Wooden shack, snow on the roof, icicles hanging down off the lintels, little banner that says Ashati's uh, loaded fries, and it says mixed meat loaded fries, three copper pieces, vegetables of the forest loaded fries, two copper pieces, extra crispy bits, one copper piece. I'm going to just like push my way up to the counter. Uh, and say, Ashati, may I speak with Ashati, please? Oh, whoever is running this establishment. As you look, you shout out, you call your warning, nothing, just silent. What, like the, what, like the people working there just don't react? There's no one there. There's no one there? Oh, ooh. While um, Willard is out, I'll go around the back to try and, like, cut, cut them off if they, yes. like, try and rab it. Okay. Hanash, you make your way around the back. You see that the the um there's a there's a tradesman entrance. They're not very big these shacks. Not a fucking B and Q shed. They're just like a garden shed. Uh, you see a little door at the back, and you see leaning against the wall, the wooden wall at the back, are just like sacks of potatoes. I get my curtains. Tatty, as you stand in the front, there's no Stitch. one in there that you can see. Stitch, not Tatty. Can I? Sorry. Can I? Sorry, yeah. can, I can I take Sorry, out my? Can I take out my notepad? <laughs> while we're at the front of while we're at the front of the shark, I'm going to take out my notepad and scribble on it. Poisoned mushrooms hyphen do not eat and put it on like stick it to the front of the shirt. <laughs> so considerate. So taking taking your sleeve, you rub on the chalkboard the bit that has the prices and the things as you rub it off, and you're like to, underneath today's special, you wipe off extra crispy bits, and you just put. Poisoned mushrooms. <laughs> Do not eat under today's specials. Yeah, today's special. Death <laughs> murder. <laughs> um, yeah, can we? Um, is there like? So this is like the, the front is like the counter bit of the shack. Is there like? Can I yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. Can I just look on like the sides and the back of it to see like where the door into it is. So you come around the back and you meet Hanash, basically, that there's just sacks of, there's like massive fucking sacks, about the same size as you because you're a goblin. But, the, you know, you know what an industrial sack of potatoes looks like. They're just leaned up against the back of the of the building. They obviously go through a lot of theatres. 
in this place. Um, as there's only one way in and one way out. There's the door. Can I um, serve myself a portion of loaded fries, not with mushrooms, please? You haven't gone in yet. Um, I want to go in. And you're outside. Wanna... Oh, oh. so that's your thinking. As you go in with your gun drawn, you're not you're not checking angles or looking for perps. You're thinking about you're thinking about mixed meat loaded fries. Yep, that's exactly that's all I can think about. Kicking the door in, it splinters off the hinges as you burst in, going high, low, mid. As you look around, you see the deep fat fryer still with chips in it, just bubbling away, um, still warm over a little like um, over a little paraffin fryer. Um, but there's no one here. Mm. You see the little um, tray with the coins in as well is still there. Can I have a look around to see if I can find any of these mushrooms? Uh, yep. Uh, make me a investigation check. It's going to be big. I can feel it. I can feel it's it. so big. It's not great. You're a liar. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a four. Big old four. A four. Uh, looking around, you, you notice that the fry is still on. Somebody was here not that long ago. Uh, you notice the coins are still in the, um, tray. So, you know, it's not been, like, robbed or anything like that. Looking around, you check um, there's a small, like, pantry area at the back and you you see, like, the various... There's, like, a cauldron full of the white mushroom stew and there's a cauldron full of the mixed meats. Mm. Can I, as I'm eating my mixed meat and chips, uh, can I look for, like, a name tag or any kind of identification of who was here? Yeah, maybe an investigation check. Or a perception check. Maybe a perception check. Okay. Uh, 19. 19. The first thing you notice is that there's a small jar of mushrooms that have uh, fallen and shattered. There's broken glass in these little toadstools on the floor. Um, as you look over and you see in, in the other side, there's a lot of those stacks of potato bags again stacked up against the wall um and the broken glass leads that way Ooh, interesting i um uh, i say to to swallow as i'm gonna call you oh, oh, can I, uh, looking down at where the mushrooms are on the floor, can I pick one up and put it very carefully? I'll take, like, if I've got, like, an evidence baggie and some, like, I don't know. Yep. Like, a, I'll take, like, a, a tissue out of my pocket or something and use that to put it in my evidence baggie and lock it up uh, in case we need it. Absolutely, you can. Very carefully picking it up. Um, and then I guess we, I guess we'll follow the, we'll follow the, the trail from there. I think you said it was, it was broken glass leading in one direction. Yeah, as you see a bunch of bags, a whole bunch of bags stacked up in the corner of potatoes as the glass goes up to it. Oh, I um, I chuck the bags just everywhere. Just get a shot of them like, to see what's behind. Chucking the bags aside, you see a, a makeshift tunnel has been dug in the back. There's a hole in the ground that goes straight down and you see a roughly hewn tunnel in the ground that goes about six foot down, starting the end point is this shack. Do dwarves live in the ground? No. As 
Some of them do. Some of them live in the Edith. Edith is behind you as she's like, oh, well, this can't be good. As she's holding a lanyard as she shows it to you. She passes you the lanyard, Hanash, um, and it says on it, uh, All Saints Cathedral Catering, Midwinter Assembly. Oh, no. Uh, Perhaps we should rush back to the cathedral rather than going in the tunnel. Cannonball to the the cathedral. (laughs) That makes sense. I, I, I turn around. I do that thing where, like, in like a in like a dramatic, terrible B movie thriller, where I turn around and the camera zooms up against me, and I'm like, "They were inside the cathedral all along." Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying this character far uh-huh. too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is amazing. We must save midwinter. That's a great place to take a five minutes drinks break. So grab yourself a refresh of whatever you're drinking and I will see you back here in five minutes and we will pick up on the shroom murders. So excited. The shroomy boom boom. All right, back here in five. Right. Picking back up where we left off so that we can see this through to completion, you find yourselves outside the Cathedral of the All Saints in the middle of the mid-winter festival. Yes. Can I cast... uh, I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself uh, as I've just remembered that it lasts for eight hours. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. Finding yourself busted down to the rank of babysitter, you've been looking after a visiting dignitary called Edith Schwambarter, um, who is part of the Elven Accord, uh, the Holy Order of the Aspirate Hells, who have come together for a parlay with the far northern dwarfs, all a part of the midwinter pageantry, different cultures coming together and trying to find peace and and accord. Um of which you popped out for a bite to eat and bumbled into the middle of a case of some sort of evil poisoning through toadstools um, as you found the source, having passed several dead bodies of people who have been possessed by these toadstools, you found the source of the food place, Ashvati's, Ashvati's loaded fries, finding it unmanned with no one there, the fries still hot in the pan and the money still in the cash drawer, you found a hole in the ground and a badge saying All Saints Cathedral Assembly Catering. You must now make some quick choices. Uh, we'll take the we'll take the badge and uh, book it over to the, over to the cathedral, just back to like the main entrance. Are there any more police around? You know, like where look at this dignitary. Is there anyone else on babysitting duty? Probably just us. Uh, make me an investigation check. That's a D12 for one thing. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Maybe that's why. <laughs> oh, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. 18. 18. Uh, you look around. All you can see uh, is one of those kind of like renter cops. So festival security. Not really a police officer, but you see like a security operative set up by the... Um, Midwinter Markets uh, is a sort of um, 
slightly older looking tabaxi lady dressed up with like market security emblazoned on the back of a tabard. And they sh- shout uh, as we run past, Steve Frosty! <laughs> <laughs> no context. Just head on a swivel, baby. She she cracks off a crisp salute at you as you as you run past all of you making your way to the bottom of the stairs underneath the cathedral. Um, Edith slipping and sliding on the stairs as she goes up. She is going to make a... Oh, getting a 19 on a dexterity saving throw. She manages to glide her way up the stairs. The stairs that nearly broke her neck on the way down are no hassle for her on the way up. As now that she's been... I don't know if you officially swore her in as a um, Nutbush City police officer, but G'd up by the fact that she's part of the hustle, she makes short work with the stairs as you make your way to the two large oaken doors at the front of the cathedral that tower above you some 20 feet and about 10 feet across. The doors you came out of earlier, that is. Mm. Uh, I, They're closed. We, we, we walk, up to, uh, walk up to the door... I guess me and Hanash do like the classic like police thing of of like being on either side of the door. We give each other the nod, although my version of the nod looks very strange because my eyes are like in two different directions and like mostly white at this point. And I just go ready once more into the breach, my friend. And I, and I and I go one, two, cannonball. And I short abolished my door open. Yeah. And I, I walk in. I walk it's in a 20 foot oak door that's shut. As you slam your shoulder into it, you fly backwards onto the icy stone step as you realize the door is locked. At that point, you look up and you see one of those little like things you get at the National Trust telling you not to walk on the grass. It says like assembly in progress. Like you're locked out currently. Hmm. Can you use your mage? You, you overstayed the 20 minute. You had the 20 minutes. And now it's not, the cathedral is currently shut to the public today because of the assembly. Okay. Um, hang on a second. Can I use my uh, psychic, psychic, psychic speech thing, telepathic speech, um, to see if I can, see if I can reach out through the door to see if I can see if I can find any mines in there. I can pick someone within 30 feet of me. So if I can like scan it out and see if I can find someone, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Do you have to be able to see them or is it, you you're just reaching into the void currently? Oh, it does say choose one creature you can see. Um, mm. Is there a keyhole? Can we go through the keyhole? Through, take my mind through the keyhole. I think I've just found my Lloyd Grayson. <laughs> I tell through you what, do you have to make some sort of roll for your? I don't. I was about to say if you want me to, if you want me to make it dependent on a check, I think like I think my most of my magic is based on charisma. I was going to say whatever whatever roll you're making. Um, if you a perception, I tell you what, much like a long wave radio enthusiast just turning the dial and trying to tune in to all different frequencies to eavesdrop on, you quieten your mind, take a pull on your caustic cigarette, and really calm your nerves as you tune your telepathic dial almost like an AM FM radio, and you slide across the different uh psychic mediums that are going on in your vicinity make me 
a perception check with disadvantage because you can't see what you're trying to tune into. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, 18. 18. As you hear, uh, first of all, like a lady who's like, oh, I'm so fucking bored. When will this fucking assembly be over? Um, as you tune into another voice, as that one fades out, as you, you clearly zoned into a dwarf, as he's like, I don't fucking trust these pointy-eared bastards. Not one bit. Um, as that fizzles out, as you zone into another uh, little voice that's basically singing to herself, as she's like, la da 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 dee da do da 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 dee da do Mop in the floor, mop in the floor. Just, just fucking, just dropping sick beats. I love mopping the floor. Every day I take my mop and I mop up the shit. I won't be your whore no more. I'm just here, mopping the floor, mopping the floor. <laughs> mopping the floor, mopping. As you just hear, you hear someone scatting to themselves. Next one shot, I use that character voice. Next one shot, Chris Rag must play a bard. <laughs> um, can I can I just like dial back on the on the little psychic tuner back to the dwarf um, and uh, speak into his into his mind? Can I say, my name is Detective Stitch Willowtip of the Nutbush Police Department. I am outside the main door of the cathedral with one of your delegation. Something is happening outside. There is a pandemic of unbelievable proportions. Please, let us in. We must uh, use... Make, make oh. me a persuasion check. Ooh. As you've just burst into someone's thoughts. Fifteen. Fifteen. As you hear the little internal voice, he's like, Well, I need to cut down on the fucking cheese before bed, don't I? What the fuck is this? I told you, my name is Stitch Willowtip. Normally it's just naughty thoughts. Oh God, I'm losing my mind, aren't I? Let me, let me in. I am at the main entrance with Edith Swanbauter. Please let us in. I'm Reginald. I'm in the gift shop. Reginald. I work behind the counter of the gift shop. Reginald, exit your booth at the gift shop. <laughs> Come to the main entrance at once. How do I know I'm not just having a break? I could be losing my mind. My God, man. You can get yourself together. I'm not a man, I'm a dwarf. Do your civic duty. Hold on, and I do want to see some ID. No, of course. You wait a couple of minutes and then you hit... You hear a thwomp, thwomp, thwomp of like little feet on the floor as the bar is like <coughs> pulled back as the oaken door pulls to as you see the foyer of the cathedral as you see a disgruntled looking dwarf standing in front of you is like, gentlemen, I will need to see some ID. I get out my notepad. <laughs> <laughs> I get out my badge. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, that's a relief. I've not lost my mind. And who is this lady behind you? This is Edith 
time. She is one of the Elvish delegation. She she's like, oh, it's good to know that you've learned my name. Fantastic, right? No time. She just pushes the dwarf in the face and walks in. As you both make your way into the foyer of the cathedral, you see to one side the gift shop, which is full of like the usual tat postcards puzzles furry toys um opportunity to buy a ticket to a walking tour of the cathedral uh, on the left hand side you see the cafeteria um and then through a set of glass double doors the um conference assembly proper can we see if um, any food's being served at the assembly through the glass doors uh you can see that um, the man is still, the dwarf is back up. As you look through the glass double doors, you see that the dwarf is still at the lectern reading out of his musty book. As you look at the clock on the wall, you can see that it is um, about 15 minutes to one o'clock. So about 12.45 for people who understand how clocks work rather than 15 minutes to one. So about 12.45, so lunchtime is coming up. Oh, God, everyone in the city is the one. We want to get 15 minutes on the clock. <laughs> stop the stopwatch, Hanash. It's just you walking around going, tick, 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 tick. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna burst through the, burst through the, the assembly doors as much as, as much as uh, any old man who is shuffling slowly can burst dramatically. Um, and I'm going to burst in and rush up to the lectern and just kind of like shuffle him off to one side and say, ladies and gentlemen, I must ask you to please hark your attention to me. There has been, I'm finding that the best thing with this character now is to just up the, up as, the drama. As the you're dwarf. about to do this, the, the, the ancient dwarf who you've pushed out of the way tugs on your sleeve and is like, could I have a side council with you? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I mean, I'm kind of in the middle of my, of my speech. I, mean, I look to Hunash like, what, what is this guy? I say, As you I, see, I, there's, various armed, there's various armed delegations from both sides. Like, nobody comes to these talks without armed guards. As you see, like security personnel, both of the dwarfs um, and of the elves, as... He nods at them to be patient. He basically holds a hand out as they're all looking at you, um, only by matter of the fact you're a police officer if you managed to get this far, as he's like, what, what manner of news do you have that you would break up an assembly that has taken nearly a decade to put on? It, I assure you, my esteemed friends, it is only, through, it is only due to the... the inherently striking nature of this danger that I would possibly think to interrupt such a such a, a, a concord, a delegation of of you good people. There has been there has been a poisoning at one of the vendors in town <coughs> and a small tunnel was found underneath that underneath their establishment which was leading into this very cathedral. I believe that this, this, whoever this mystery proprietor is means to poison someone from the delegation. Well, elvish food does taste like shit. How bad could this be? Listen, I have a plan. If you will meet me halfway, I would not want to break up this assembly 
as it is vital to the peace talks. But what I could do is drag this out. Maybe a filibuster, if you will. I could probably drag my talk out for another half an hour and delay lunch. If you could track down, said Neerdwells. I uh, go up like, are you sure you can do it? I look around. These guys look pretty ravenous. They look pretty sleepy. No one's eaten at one in this town for a hundred years. I've got another 200 pages I could probably drag out. Failing that, as he reaches into um, his backpack, he's like, I've got this book of erotic poetry. I could probably drag out a tight 10-minute fucking section on that. No, if you've got, no, okay. I'll give you half an hour. That's the hero. This Listen, I can keep these people busy for half an hour. We don't need undue panic. That's three could... times the time I need. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I say... Godspeed. Godspeed to you, my friend. And I, I turn around with my hand wagging in the air again. Like, team... We must away. Yeah, I'm doing like a psychic siren to everyone in the area. As it clear, is this in everyone's mind? Are you using your kind of <laughs> psychic channeling as everyone's everyone's inner monologue is like? In my in my in my head. So what I'm doing is it's I call it the psychic siren, but it's kind of like exactly what I would say if I was talking to other cops. So it's kind of like, ladies, ah. gentlemen of Nutbush. There has been an attack on the Midwinter Festival. Take As he grabs your sleeve, he's like, did we not have a plan to not panic people? I said I'd give you half an hour. I mean, we, you, you already just told them. We're like stood right in front of everybody. It's oh, all right. Was he, ha- was he having Go a sidebar was he having a sidebar with us? Yes, he was having a sidebar with you. He's like, oh, as, okay. you hear uh, a hubbub in the crowd as they've got half a mental barraging from you. As in people are starting I to like, look worriedly. He's like, he's like, I will filibuster them. You track down the ne'er-do-well. And hopefully we can keep these peace talks going. Okay. And maybe we could send out for lunch later. Yes. Quite. Um, and then I'll, I guess, do we already know, like, knowing that we were, we were here earlier, knowing that we were looking after Edith, do we know where they were supposed to be getting lunch, like, brought in from? Like, where in the cathedral? Not brought in from, but there's like a canteen area, uh, like, uh, almost cafeteria area that you passed on the way in. I think we check out this cafeteria. I think we should, like, go in all cool, relaxed, though, like, not like, uh, you know, the classic cops we are. I think we're like, you know, there's a couple of dudes, one of a jack of potato. Uh, I'll keep my maybe finger guns and mind bullets <laughs> in my mind. Excellent. And I say, Edith, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you could holster the frying pan. <laughs> Edith is like... I ride and I die with you. Hmm? We are family. Where you go, I go. My God, I've never seen such a beautiful elf. <laughs> In this light, as she cocks the frying pan. Uh, Let's roll. Uh, 
Stitch is in love. That's, that's, that's just how it is now. Um, I say, to the cafeteria. You see that her stockings have ridden down low. Her stockings are all the way down to her ankles now. As you both waddle your way round the outside, you bust your way up the middle. Now that um, the ancient dwarf is like reading very slowly out of his musty tome again, people are placated. As you make your way into the foyer, you see... You see Reginald slowly mopping the um, gift shop floor on one side, and on the other side, you see the cafeteria. Can I uh, go to Reggie? Like, Reggie, 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 Reggie. Do you know how many people are in the canteen? How many, uh, how many food staff are on today? I don't know, my friend. I work in the gift shop. They work in the canteen. Two totally different departments. Most information is on a need-to-know basis. You're fucking useless. And then I uh, walk towards the canteen. So making your way to the front of the cafeteria, you see, um, because it's closed to the public today, most of the tables at the front are all closed off. Um, the, The roller shutters are up because they're getting ready and they're preparing, and you see various waiters wandering around putting knives and forks on tables and rearranging uh, bottles of water and flowers and stuff like that and candles. Um, They're preparing for what was going to be lunch in about 15 minutes' time. Well, it's delayed now, obviously, because you've got to the dwarf at the front of the lectern, but you see all the waiters milling around just preparing everything just nicely for the delegates. How many waiting staff are in the room that we're in right now? Five of varying like race. Uh, there's a Kenku, and um, you see a Furbolg, and uh, a human, a couple of humans, and a small gnome waiter. Can I ask the small gnome waiter and a waiter around my size to, to come outside for a chat, please? Um, as you ask the Kenku. Which is wearing one of, do you know how people wear like nets for beards and stuff? Just wearing like a feather net to try and stop all the feathers falling into the food. Um, the Kenku, which is like half man, half crow, basically, uh, half bird, comes out and the little dwarf, as the little dwarf's like, all right, mate, watcher, how you doing? I'm great, thanks, pal. I tried the police entry test once, I failed. Maybe we can remedy that, right? So. Please, a couple of please, bros. Uh, we need your help. I I need your clothes. Can I can I have both your clothes and you guys go like hang out somewhere else for a bit and just like lay low? You would be doing me a solid. Be doing us a solid. Let me get this right, mate. You're trying to commandeer our my clothes as the Kenku's like. Ho ho! Need your clothes. Need your clothes. <laughs> both your clothes. You. You can borrow my clothes while I borrow your clothes. Borrow your clothes. This isn't a sexual thing. Well, not right now. It's it's, it's a non-semi-sexual thing. Oh, thank thing. God. I was worried about that. The little gnome's flushed as he's like, all right, you want me to dress up as a police officer? What about her? As he points to Edith, who's trying to pull one of her stockings up. I, I, look, at the, I look at the gnome like with more hatred than I've managed to summon up in years on the force, and I say, don't be sexist, young man. You, She will stay fully clothed. Please don't look at her like that. Disrespectful. 
Edith is like, I don't want to make a massive thing out of this, but if you know, if we could just hurry this up. Yes. And I look at the, I look at the, the toadstools. I look at the, I look at the gnome and I say, clothes now. As he's like, all right. As he um, starts unbuttoning a tiny crisp white linen shirt. As the Kenku starts unbuttoning a shirt, as it's like, <laughs> I say, Kenku, Kenk undo. Kenkundu, Kenkundu. <laughs> as uh, the Kenkundu just pulls its trousers down in front of you. Uh, the Kenku's wearing like little boxer shorts um, with like cross swords on it. As the Kenku hands you his like linen trousers and shirt and holds out a feathered. Tiny hand for your clothes. I put the kinku clothes over my clothes. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, don't, I, don't. <laughs> I, I take off. I take off my clothes and I give it over. And I think to myself, "Isn't it strange? I've I've not heard the word cloaca yet." <laughs> <laughs> Good callback. As the Kenku, the Kenku holds out a little hand and is like, oh, oh, as the tiny gnome is like, he, he says, can he have the gun now? No, you cannot have the gun. No one can have the gun. Oh. Even, even he is not supposed okay, to then. have the gun. It is not police issue. <laughs> so many deaths. <laughs> oh, my God. Edith is like, Oh, I'm so glad. Oh, Jesus. Right, gnome, strip. As the gnome's like, all right, I don't need to be asked twice. As the gnome, like, whips off his pants. And the gnome just takes all his clothes off and just stands in front of you naked, handing you a pair of Y fronts. Stitch gets fully naked. <laughs> it's, the most, it's the most energy and zeal that he's ever shown in his life. With the, with the energy of a much As, younger Do you know man. when they hand back hostages and they meet on a bridge and they walk the hostages both ways across the bridge? There's a tense moment where you hand individual bits of clothes to you um, as um, you take the clothes off the, um, off the small gnome and you've got like a really kind of like just functional pair of Y-fronts, uh, more function than comfort. As you pull them on and get dressed, you're both now dressed up in like silver service gear. As you look over and you just see this odd ragtag group of police officers, a Kenku and a gnome standing in front of you, looking slightly awkward. Yeah, what do I ask? What do I say if anyone asks? You're, you, you, you're a couple of beat cops. Just, just patrol them. Oh, beat cop, beat cop. But you're oh, friends. Oh, beat cop. You've been friends for a long time. You slept with his wife. <laughs> Yes, you keep telling him that, but his wife has been dead for many, many years. Oh, many years. As um, you see them waddle off, as the last thing you hear the Kenku say, he like holds out two feathered fingers like a gun and is like, Please, motherfucker! <laughs> as he's just practicing his little... Uh, he's practicing his little police moves with his feathered fingers. I look at him and I say, you're a goddamn prodigy. <laughs> I say, see us, see us after this and with is this, over. Maybe we'll let you on the force. Edith is like, could we hurry this the fuck along? As you look through the glass window and you see the dwarf at the front of the lectern. He's like 20, 30 feet away from you and behind glass doors. But you see him reading out of the book as people are starting to doze off in the assembly. It's so boring. 
And I go, I look to, I look at Hanash and I look at Edith and I go, let's, let's give them hell. <laughs> and then I very, very casually and like with my back up as like much straighter than usual, I, in like silver service mode, I walk into the cafeteria. Yes. Both. Yeah, I just part, start putting cutlery down everywhere on the floor, on seats, on tables, wherever it can go. Okay. As you hang around in the foyer of the cafeteria for ages, you just see the other staff who occasionally look over at you with confusion, but not a great deal happens. Um, you wait. As, what's Edith doing? I mean, at this point, Edith is just hanging around looking awkwardly as um, a manager comes out from behind the kitchenette area and is like, Madam, can I help you? You appear to be lost. She's like, oh, uh, yes. Um, I I jump in and I say, I'm looking for she, is, she is one of the delegates. She is one of the delegates from the Elvish, the, the, the Elvish people. Uh, and she has a question she would like to ask the, the, one of the chefs in the kitchen. We were asked to bring her here. Oh, okay. Who are you? As he looks down, I don't recognise you. Or him. Pointing at Hannah, she's just like slowly arranging flowers in a vase on a table. Cool, cool. That's fucking phenomenal. That's got to be one of my I, go, favorite, I, 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 um, I literally look like I've just remembered it and I go, oh, yes. Watcha. <laughs> Pretending to be the gnome. As he's like, okay, madam, is this a dietary question that you need to ask the chef? As she looks at you and like winks, she's like, she's like, yes, I have a dietary question I would require to ask the chef if possible. As he's like, okay, follow me. As he ushers her um, through the back of the kitchen into the sort of kitchen area, um, she looks back at you with her arms raised, like, what are you doing? We, as soon as I think, as soon as as soon as the waiter who took her in there is kind of out of sight of us, we we start following and and maybe like try and like hide somewhere where we can see what's going on in there while also being away from the rest of the waiting staff. Okay. So as you look back quickly, you, you wait to see that her and the, and the um, guy have gone through the doors into the kitchenette area. As you look back, you look across the entrance where the cathedral and you just see the Kenku and the gnome who are dressed as a police officer performing an arrest on Reginald the Dwarf from the um, gift shop. Um, they're clearly trying out their new powers as they've got him pinned on the floor with an arm behind his back. It's got um, talent. Just with the Kenku holding his... The Kenku's holding his finger gun covering his partner as he pins <laughs> down the dwarf. Um, oh, as next one, John, is the, make, adventures of, the adventures of this fucking Kenku and gnome cops. <laughs> fucking amazing. Um... As you make your way through the swing doors at the back of the cafeteria, the first thing that hits you is a waft of cooked meats and kind of like aromas of of um, vegetables, meats, spices, herbs. As in the gloom behind, you see a massive bank of um, kitchen stations 
and various chefs milling around, running around. Do you see uh, the head waiter and uh, Edith talking in one corner animatedly as she's swinging her arms around wildly, gesticulating, buying you time. As you look around, you see lots of chef stations and lots of stews on burners, bubbling away pots, um, frying pans with meats being tossed around, and you see four or five different chefs going about their duties, running around. Um, I'd, li- I'd like to look bit. for some muddy shoes. Oof. Uh, make me a perception check. Or are you investigating? Is an investigation. Uh, make me an investigation check. Six. Six. Uh, you start looking around. You get to the first station and you see a um, portly female chef uh, with a chef whites on and she is uh, cutting carrots into little like julienne, kind of little batons. Um, and she looks up. Stopping midway, she's like, All right, what do you want? You look lost. Shouldn't you be out there laying tables? I look styled and go, Coo, coo. <laughs> Solid. Jesus <laughs> Christ. She's like, She looks at you, cocks her head to one angle, like you're a bit gone in the head. As she looks over at the goblin, she's like, Service is soon. What are you doing? You're wasting time. Uh, I'm going to. Look at this! Oh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this person, and I'm gonna say, um, "Wait, wait, I can get it! I can get it!" I'm gonna say uh, the 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 lady who the lady from the Elvish delegation who is talking to one of the the waiting staff. Uh, she said that there was a problem with the mushrooms. Now, I I you know I could I could just check them if you if you'd like, or if you'd like to check them. That's perfectly fine by me. Um, and I'm going to use my tele... Ooh, actually, no. I'm going to use Detect Thought uh, to see if I can um, delve, delve into their mind uh, and find, uh, find out where the mushrooms are, if they're being kept in one of the like big pans or something. Um, so you want to get into the mind of the portly female chef you're talking to? Yeah, so... If if it's like surface thoughts, which is why I was talking about the mushrooms. <coughs> if it's surface, if it's surface thoughts, I get them automatically. Uh, but I can also delve deeper if I need to. Okay. So her, her as you talk to her, you go a bit glazy eyed as she's talking away, and you zone out. You're not really listening to the words coming out of her mouth as as your eyes kind of go together, <laughs> meet in the middle. As you pick up her her top level thoughts. Uh, um, she's she. Her top level thoughts that you discern are that she's feeling put out. She's very busy, and she doesn't understand why the waiting staff are pissing about, slowing down food service, and she doesn't want to get in trouble with the head chef. All right, I'll delve into that surface mind. thoughts. She needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Thirteen. <laughs> she got twenty one. Uh, as you you're blocked. As she she looks at you and she's like, "Look, listen, are you, are you quite all right? Look, I'm busy." As she wafts her knife around, not in a threatening way, like she's trying to kill you, but in a get out my way kind of way with her knife. As she goes back to like Julienne and carrots, um, at her workstation. Okay. Uh, can I make a perception or investigation check to see if I can see uh, someone with like mud or snow on their shoes? Well, you kind of already tried that with Hanash 
Um, do you have another angle? Like, you, we can go over that ground again if you want. Can I look for, um, just remind me, the badge that we found, was that... Um, yes, catering staff. Yeah, festival catering staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I look around to see if there's anyone missing a badge? Actually, we have the Ooh, clever. It must have the photo on it, so we... Um, it's not got a photo, but ah. it says um, Alfonso Lewis on it. I like, I like the first idea. Yeah, can we look for someone who's missing a missing a badge? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe an investigation check. Big money, no whammies. Not great. Uh, nine. Nine. Um, you look around and you see um, there is the portly human going about her business. Um there is a furbolg, there's a tabaxi, there's a dwarf, and there's a goblin chef. And the name was what? Alfonso or Alphonse? Alfonso Lewis. I'm just gonna. Sh- I'm just gonna shout. I was gonna say like I was gonna shout, but say like, "Oh, Alfonso, you have got some tips from the other night that we need to give you." Bingo, bango. That's my guy. Uh, I'll, I'll look at yeah, the, as you I'll- shout that out. The Furbolg walks over to you and is like, Alfonso's not in today. Called in sick. Um, Points over at the goblin and is like, he's in covering. I look over at the goblin. Does the goblin turn around to look at us? Do we get that dramatic moment of the... The the goblin is currently doing that thing where the goblin is pretending to do its job whilst keeping an eye on you, whilst pretending that it's not trying to keep an eye on you. As sweat is bucketing down the goblin's brow. Um, I I look over at Honash, and I like give him this. I like try and give him the signal to like go around and flank this guy, so I can walk up and try and talk to him. I um uh, I kind of moonwalk away. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna walk up to the goblin, and I'm gonna be like, goblin. <laughs> <laughs> that fully threw me. I'm gonna walk up to the goblin and, and say, um. I don't believe I believe I've seen you around here before. I'm going to pull out my hand to 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 shake his hand. You just see the goblin's hand is shaking, like there's sweat bucketing off the goblin's brow as the goblin looks over at you, puts the knife down, and leans a hand inside the chef's whites. As the goblin is like, I don't know you. Who are you? My name. Is Stitch Willowtip. And you're under arrest, you goddamn fool. As the goblin pulls out a jar of... Pulls out a jar of mushrooms. I shoot And him. holds them as if to throw them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, I cast, I cast Mind Sliver on him, by the way. He needs, to, he needs to make a intelligence saving throw. Can we do both of these at the same time, simultaneously? Yeah. Um, it need, needs to make an intelligent saving throw. Yeah. Okay. So I know what that is. Uh, at the same time, Hanash is going to make an attack with his pistol, presumably. Yeah, I got a 12 to hit. Uh, 12 hits. It's Woo! only a goblin in chef's whites. Uh, six damage. Six damage. Um, as you go to um, use your mind um, 
What's it? What's your what's your spell called? Uh, Mind Sliver. So if he failed, he takes one d six damage, and he gets minus one d four from his next saving throw. So he got a sixteen. Okay, he passes. He's good. So he passes. Just as you look in him, you concentrate on his eyes as you lock eyes, just as a bullet blats into the side of his throat as he falls down on the floor, like coughing and the... (laughs) As he's holding a set of mushrooms, as he just hurls the mushrooms into the air and they just sail. You see them arcing in the air over the top of the kitchenette area. I say, Edith, go long! I'm going to try and use, if I, if I, I'll, I'm happy to use a, uh, my sorcery points for quicken spell for this as a bonus action uh, to try and use mage hand to catch it. Okay, yep. But you're still going to need to try and catch it with the mage hand, so you're going to need to make me a sleight of hand check after that to see whether you can position the mage hand. Sleight of hand! Oh, that's a three. Um, uh, not great. No. great. <laughs> As you go and try and use your slide fan, are you trying to convince Edith to catch it? I am, yeah. Anash. Okay. Edith looks up. She looks at you. She gets weepy-eyed. She looks down at her nutbush fleece <laughs> frying pan. <laughs> and she's going to go and make a acrobatics check. Natural 20! Yes! <laughs> there you go listeners i've taken a photograph of the natural 20 and i'm going to post that in the channel and just forever proof that was a thing that happened i'm going to put that in the channel now and we can share that with you at some point so as you i'm not even joking i rolled that people it's in the channel now um as you shout at edith edith looks down She's led a long and boring life working in a delegation for the elves. And this brief, you can't tell what it is. It's either the mulled mead that she drank that's G'd her up, or it's the fact that you've given her a purpose and to belong to something in the Nutbush City Police Force. As she sprints and runs, dives, and just as the glass jar slips through the fingers of the mage hand, she hits the deck as you hear a her hip pop out of joint and she catches the glass jar with the mushrooms in before it hits the ground. Pew! As you just hear her going, Oh, right, well, I've taken a tumble. (laughs) I've had a fall. My work here is done. (laughs) you, You hear the goblin, the goblin's just hacking up blood out of the front of a wound in his throat as he's like, I didn't. Wanted to come to this. The dwarfs and the elves should never be friends. You disgust me. Um, and I'm going to try and, I don't know, maybe I'll try and restrain him in some in some manacles or something. Throw him at the kinku. Lock the son of a bitch. Get the son of a bitch out of my sight. To the fake police As the gnome, the gnome and the kinku have come back in. As... The, the gnome's like, all right, yeah, I can do this. As you see the gnome trying to get handcuffs on, on the goblin, um, as the kenku covers him with his finger pistol, um, as the, the, the gnome's just like hacking up blood out of his throat, as he's like, cannot allow the dwarfs and the elves. 
to make an accord. War must break out. Nothing but chaos shall prevail. As the gnome's like, yeah, could you uh, stand still? I'm trying to get the fucking cuffs on you as he, like, manhandles him. No one at this point is trying to stabilise the goblin. He's just, like, billowing blood out the front of his throat. I'm going to get the... um, Once the the gnome has managed to get handcuffs on him, uh, I'm going to... uh, look at him and gesture to gesture to Hanash and I say, if you wouldn't mind handing that criminal over to my friend here for safekeeping. As they they lift him up, uh, the gnome drags him onto his feet and pushes him over to Hanash, the Kenku still offering like covering fire as uh, the dwarf slams <laughs> down onto the front of you, Hanash, just billowing green blood down the front of your... Chef's I, uh, whites. Can and I try and like, goblin- stop the bleeding with some like mashed potato or something, please? <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. Yep, make me a medicine check. I got a natural one. <laughs> well, it's natural. <clears throat> More apt. Natural one. As you take a fistful of mashed potato from a pan next to you and you slap it into the wound and you push and you push and you keep pushing mashed potato into the wound in his throat, just constantly trying to massage it and push in more mashed potato. As you just hear the breath leave the goblin as he's like, fuck you all. As like mashed potato just comes out the front of his mouth as you've just blocked his windpipe with mashed potato as he suffocates. So like I'm dying in your hand. Put another W on the board, my friend. <laughs> um, I'm going to As walk Edith is leaning against a chef station, Edith is like, "Good riddance, good riddance." Oh, this police work is just brilliant. It's so intoxicating. Um, I have popped my hip out. If anyone could help me, I'm put my hand back in the mashed potato. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna walk over to Edith and I'm gonna I'm just gonna say God damn it if that wasn't the finest police work I've ever seen in my life and it's been a long life as the Kenku thinks you're talking to it as it goes oh, finest police work oh, oh, oh. and uh, gets all excited as you hear lots of pandemonium going on outside as the head chef is like, right, that's it. It's lunchtime. We cannot hold the delegation back any longer. Service begins. As you see, people are starting to filter into the cafeteria area and take their seats. Um, you know that you've averted the poisoning. Um, you've managed to catch the jar of mushrooms that was going to be um, put into the food as part of a political plot to to poison the delegates as you make your way out you see lots of seated dwarfs and elves each of them seated dwarf elf dwarf elf dwarf elf to try and get a bit of community spirit going and get the peace talks going but you just see a lot of awkward dinner talk going on as you make your way out and the white bearded ancient dwarf who was reading from the lectern looks at you and says was your attempt successful to stop the poisoning it was. Thank you for doing your civic duty, my friend. But we couldn't have done it without... That's all right. 
without Edith Schmaltel Syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> as she puts her arm around each of you, she's like, you are two of the finest men I have ever had the honor to work with. This has been the highlight of a long and illustrious career, and I am honored to say I feel like a member of the Nutbush City Police Force. As she lifts up her frying pan and she's like, to the pub! As yes, she quite. walks you both out of the cathedral. I, I, I give a, I give Stitch like a look like, oh God, threesome again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're going to pause this one shot. <laughs> oh God, not another threesome story. Uh, we're menaging. Uh, we're menaging. Oh God. A goblin, an elderly elf, and a half-orc. Yeah, <laughs> phenomenal. Wow. There we go. You saved the assembly of the elves and the dwarfs from a fate worse than poisoning. You're welcome, peace. And you killed the only suspect. So once again, there can be no, there can be no defense as you killed him and through asphyxiation through mashed potato. Yeah, and the mashed potato killer of Nutbush strikes <laughs> again <laughs> in an unrelated matter. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. Well, there you go. That's about all we can hope to achieve, I imagine. But that is the third installment of Young Hanash. And I'm sure Stitch Willow Tip and Hanash will ride again at some point. Maybe perhaps this has gone some way towards um, restoring their career prospects. But one thing is for sure, I hope that isn't the last we've seen of the Gnome and the Kenku for... They possibly have a career ahead of them in, like, CID. Or, or is this the Kenku that went to prison and is dead? <laughs> is, this, is this Kenku dead in the canon? Oh, the, the, the Kenku from prison? What, Squawk? Yeah. No one knows what happened to Squawk. You just lost him somewhere on the road. Yeah. Uh, okay. he, he was so sad that you let Webley Pebbles get fucking eaten. Do you remember Webley Pebbles, who got eaten by a giant spider? Of course I do. Yeah. He was a prop designer. He was going to help you break out of prison and you let him get eaten by a giant spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. That's about all we can hope to achieve for one one shot. Before we let you go, we just want to say a massive thank you for tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. Seeing as you made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never missing another episode again. But yet, if you're feeling fruity, why not give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on? All of your reviews and recommendations go a hell of a long way towards spreading the word of these misadventures, and we appreciate them very much. If you fancy chatting to us about anything you've heard across the course of this one shot, your best bet is to find us on Twitter, where you can find us at AdventurersANO1. But you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm pretty sure we're on Mastodon now as well, since Elon ruined Twitter. So go track us down on one of them. That just leaves us time to say a huge goodbye, firstly, from Mr. Chris Rag, Hanash himself. Any last words? Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. And uh, from Mr. Chris Neil himself, Stitch Willow Tip. Any last words, Mr. Neil? Good night, my friends. And as always, stay tipsy. (laughs) Phenomenal. Right, we're all off to track down a police officer and offer to swap clothes with them. We'll catch you all here for more adventures soon. Goodbye.
Goodbye, my friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.